healing and self-love is not something that you get. And it's like a plaque that you can put on your wall, like a college degree. Mm. All right, y'all. I'm so excited for today's conversation. It is with my dear friend, Lindsay, who I know you're going to love. Lindsay is an embodiment coach, motivational speaker, spiritual mentor to the conscious femme, as well as co-owner of Align and Allow Retreats, which offers liberating experiences worldwide to women looking for deeper alignment and connection to self. Oh, and I will quickly add that we did this just sitting on pillows on the floor of her living room. So, I mean, I know you're probably used to this sounding just like a conversation with a girlfriend, but this is legitimately a conversation with a girlfriend today. And there will be background noise because her amazing, huge, fluffy dog, Koa, was playing with toys the entire time we're chatting. So excuse that and enjoy. the podcast for anyone wanting to break free of any boxes or expectations and embrace their full authentic self. I am Dr. Megan Daly and I have been there. I've overcome so much trauma, dealt with so many stressors like competing in high level athletics, rigorous academics, getting my doctor in physical therapy, and I did what I should do, right? I climbed the corporate healthcare ladder. And when that didn't make me feel fulfilled, I branched out and opened up my own cash clinic and built it to six figures in the second year yet I still felt like something was off when I looked in the mirror and maybe you can relate. So I scaled back and really dove into the questions of who am I really and what is it that I am meant to do? So together in this podcast, we are gonna dive into all the tips, tools, and experiences for you to answer those same questions for yourself so you can live your best, most joyful and fulfilled life. Because if you're not doing that, then what the fuck are you really doing? So let's fucking go. Welcome back to another episode of Human on the Daily, and I am so stoked to have my beautiful friend, Lindsay, with us today. She, and we, oh yeah, and Ko in the background, so if you hear a dog whining, he's this big, fluffy, massive, like, teddy bear that I love to death. He's on um, the masculine. He's holding yes. an angry space. Yes. So, <laughs> you'll probably hear him on the audio. It's fine. Um, all right. So Lindsay and I first connected, actually, I think I came and did one of your somatic breathwork sessions. That's how I first got introduced to you. And it's like, you know, if you've ever met that person, you're like, they're a soul sister. I don't even know them, but they're like within seven seconds of seeing you, I was like, yes, she's my people. Same. One of the ways that we are kind of like same, same, but different is when people hear everything that we've been through and everything that we've done and the things that we've learned. I feel like you probably get a similar response to me that are like, wait, have you lived like five lifetimes? Like what is happening? Who are you? So I kind of just want to leave it open-ended like that. Like who is Lindsay and how did she become? Uh, what a juicy question. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah. I mean, I just want to highlight first that when I first met you, I was like, same. I fell in love. It was love at first. <laughs> I really do believe in that. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, to answer your question, I really like to think of it as, you know, you are someone because you're some of the one. And I am someone because I'm some of the one. And it wasn't until I started to heal and do these different tools and practices that I started to recognize that my unique DNA presence is mine and only mine. And that's what makes me who I am. And 
this kind of soul contract that I signed up for required a certain amount of stress and trauma and breakthroughs so that I could actually grow in this lifetime Mm -hmm. to the actual valuable lessons of becoming fully present into the texture that my soul is, you know, already at. So it's like coming into the alignment with the fruition of presence Mm. because I never really felt present in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Through the trauma. So yeah, I'd say a lot of people that need me to hear my story and you know, it, it really is a story because it only just led me to hear. And I think those parts of my past, because I truly would not be half the woman I am today without those experiences. I wouldn't know what love feels like if I didn't have grief. I wouldn't know what joy feels like if I didn't know suffering mm-hmm. and low yes. self-worth and um, debilitating pressure on myself, you know, and taking on those things from other people. So, you know, how I became me was, you know, first of all, I do believe that I have this kind of soul contrast and it was like, all right, we're gonna go this time at earth school (laughs) and you're someone because you're some of the one and we're gonna go through these trials and tribulations because you can do it. And your, your, your DNA, is here for a purpose or reason. And that is not just because of me growing in this lifetime, it's because every time I heal and I rediscover myself, I'm adding to the collective consciousness of what the one is. And to me, it's unconditional love. Mm. Love is not something that we have to earn. It's not something that we have to work for. It's not something that we have to uh, be worthy enough to receive. Yeah. And so it's really like, oh my gosh, what is the unlearning process to go, oh shit, okay, I feel space in my body, I'm present, I can now feel love. And that's exactly what those experiences have taught me. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I also, because I feel like a lot of people can resonate with, actually a lot that you just said, but I know that there are going to be people listening to this that can resonate with the not feeling present, Mm -hmm. with the feeling like they have to have X, Y, or Z in order to achieve love. And I, I know enough of your story to know that they're, or like, like you said, like you have to go through those times in order to be able to expand and grow and actually have that like, oh shit, I am worthy no matter what kind of moment. So I know this is again, like a very loaded kind of open-ended mm. question, but <clears throat> give kind of a rundown of like, was there like a moment? Was there a thing? Was there an experience? Like what kind of was like the shift for you to take some of that pain and like transfer it into purpose and presence? Mm. Such a profound question. It's really deep because, you know, what is coming through as you ask this question is it wasn't just one moment that was like, oh, okay, got it. Yeah, it never is. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, feel like, yeah, I, I ask it that way because I know that the truth will come out. And I exactly. like there are so many people that want it to be one thing and they want it to be like done so fast. So yeah, I want to kind of dive into that. It's perfect. I love the way you asked it. Yeah. You know, Abraham Hicks teachings is something that I've listened to for so long. And she says this phrase, she's like, healing and self-love is not something that you get. And it's like a plaque that you can put on your wall, like a college degree. What I've learned is in these mundane micro small moments of aha, oh, okay. This is love over time. Every time I quote unquote failed, which was 
a numerous amount of times. And I like to call it failing forward. You know, I used to be an alcoholic. I relapsed multiple times before I officially got sober and I'm still loved by God, you know, like, so all these like micro mundane moments is of getting up again and believing again and finding my presence in my body again, finding my breath again. Ooh, I have chills as I say that. It's like, it's again, again, it's practice. It is not, yeah. okay, I'm there. It is not, I'm going to do this tool and this tool is the only tool. It's how, where, where are the whispers and the tunnels in my veins leading me that's going to give me the tool and the right person, the way they say it and the way I receive that tool to again, remember. So it's like a constant, like threshold. It's a wave, like, right? Like the wave, when the wave realizes it is the ocean, that's enlightenment. And a lot of times the wave is just like crashing and we're just like, (laughs) there's so much going on in a storm. And then it's like after the storm, it recognizes it's a part of the oneness again. So with these tools and practices, it's just like a constant remembering daily. Yeah. That's the thing that people need to hear is that it's not like, sure, you can get to a point where you can do that process a little bit faster and Mm. it's just little tools that you need and no one is ever fully like you don't there isn't like a an end goal like cool i'm done i'm good i don't need to work anymore i'm there i'm enlightened but no yeah maybe not yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) well you're ready to rest now yeah (laughs) um it is like this constant progress and I love that you use like the ocean as a metaphor because it when you first start diving into stuff like this it can feel like you're trying to like you're getting stuck in a um a riptide and getting pulled under constantly as things because like when you go through one thing it's just not that one thing that you're processing you're processing all of the stories like from your childhood or other experiences or like other things that are layered in Mm -hmm. in your being that you're now having to try to undo so yeah I love the idea of it, like it's the riptide, but then it slowly calms down. Now you can actually come for air more readily. And then as you get these reps and these practice in over the years, you can get to a point where you can more readily recognize, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is the tool that I need. And then be able to access it a little bit more readily. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you're, you're touching on because what I'm hearing and the process I went through myself is it really was a matter of building trust within myself, right? And like when trust is built through discipline, and honestly, that word is, it's heavy to me. So Mm -hmm. I I choose the word devotion, but really they're the same thing. So devotion is like this discipline practice that you do, right? Which with consistency, with practice over time, it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. And the simplicity of it, just like breath, expansion and contraction, that's one breath. There's two things happening in one moment, right? And that, you know, expansion, contraction, it's not about blowing the top off and letting all of your trauma come to the surface. That's actually re-traumatizing us. But this simple way of stepping into a tool day by day, for me, I started to build trust. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm doing what I said I was going to do. 
I'm keeping a small promise to myself on a daily basis. Yes. This is what is building trust is keeping a promise to myself. And when I keep promises to myself, my standards rise. Okay. I'm in expansion right now. Yeah. Okay. I just evolved. And then my soul goes, Ooh, we're at enlightenment. This is a lot. Now we need to like settle and allow all this expansion to now integrate. What do we do with that? Integration is like the most important thing, which, okay, let's soften. Let's rest now. Let's let this land in the body. Yeah. Land and soften. And then we rest. And then the body's like, I think we're ready now. We're ready to go back into expansion. And it's like, it's this constant evolution mm-hmm. to a new vibration, to new self-trust, to new standards. And then yeah. we get to practice it with relationships, with people. And then we go dance and then we get to work. <laughs> and then we're like, do it, you know? And now we're ready to I'm sure we'll talk about it. But like, Lizzie and I also, she's a badass dancer. May or may not have, she did. Dance with the Rihanna Halftime Show. And I occasionally grew up in the dance classes with you. And they're so fun. Don't let this girl. She know how to shake ass. Okay. Okay. There's so much in there. And I know because some of the audience that I have are very much the, the like high achieving female where like they probably just heard you say rest and they were like, <laughs> um, like that's, yeah, like that's the scariest part. And admittedly, that's where I was even a couple not that long ago. I mean, sometimes yes, still, still like the idea of like resting, like it's not comfortable for a lot of people. And we could dive way into like societal conditioning and why that is. But I love what you said about the little keeping little promises to yourself because that's something when I work with women and even clinicians, depending on which which offering I'm doing at the time yeah there's always something of like I even like to say like your to-do list if you're purposely overloading your to-do list knowing that you cannot keep up with it yeah you are looking for a way to break promises to yourself on a daily basis versus structuring your your day around keeping a promise as simple as finishing like here's my most my three most important tasks that we need to get done can I get those done okay cool Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be this crazy thing I feel like some of us might overthink what keeping promises to ourselves might look like versus it's simple as it can even just be that yeah yeah I mean I even say with myself with my son right like all you mamas out there we have children and it's dogs (laughs) you know like it's it's something that hi did you hear yourself be called something that (laughs) he's licking the screen yep Something that I like to practice with my son and even myself is like, what if that small promise is I made my bed this morning, mm-hmm. I brushed my teeth and then I put my toothbrush on my head. Yeah. Like, even as adults, that is hard sometimes yep. because we can just get up and run out. Oh, yeah, my energy will kick in like the toothbrush. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like, let's just bring it so simple because with, with the most simple task, it's as easy to build a castle as a button, Abraham Hicks says. And what that means is if we can show ourselves in the small, mundane, micro moments that we can trust ourselves, what happens? in the micro happens on the macro how you do one thing is how you do everything yep and i and then also i just want to throw this piece in something that i find with myself is also being really kind when i don't keep that promise right yes i was gonna bring that up if you didn't actually just being kind and not shaming yourself 
that's it because we have nowhere to go when we're shaming the shamer. Yep. Right. So like, how do we go? Okay. You are the self critics coming up. Mm -hmm. Judgy Gina. <laughs> hey girl. <laughs> what up, Gigi? I love it. And I'm like, listen, okay. Got a lot going on. You're doing things emotionally. Your self worth is not determined by all these promises in your to-do list and, and how you're doing this and how you're showing up here. Your worth is our there. Let's just yeah. like really step in and, and and give yourself the presence and the love that you deserve. That love is not to be earned, and it's not something that you need to. Um, pride on to get it already is so if we can take the pressure off of thinking we need to do things to perceive love or do do things to be like oh, okay i got it done now i'm worthy it's like no we're doing that to add to our worthiness to add to our receiving because yeah. in the same thing as breath expansion contraction you cannot have your exhale without your inhale so it has to be both yeah you know no, I love that. And I think I'm kind of circling back because I'm sure there's at least some, if not multiple people listening that are like, okay, but how do I rest? Yes. So, which we could dive into that, but what I really want you to kind of integrate into that answer, because you utilize yourself and help facilitate so many tools that I think help people rest. Like for me, my intro into learning how to help you rest was things like static breath work or yoga nidra or all these things that you not only utilize yourself, but you're also a practitioner of. So kind of dive into how to get comfortable with resting, what these tools are, how all of things. Yeah, love that question. So first and foremost, I, I will just say I'm definitely a person that I struggle. I struggle with the rest, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and it's, it's really like this analogy is coming up. So I got to say it because spirit's just bringing it through. It's like when we cook a ribeye, right? Mm, I really love this where this is going. <laughs> we get the steak, we put it on the grill, maybe like it rare, medium rare. But the trick is to not overcook it because the way the steak gets its juiciest flavor is in the resting process. Mm. After it's come mm -hmm. off the grill, it has to rest. That's where all the juices get and the flavors and it's like cooling down it's resting and like if we just take it off the grill and then we take a bite it's fire hot and your mouth gets burnt it's not enjoyable you yeah, know <laughs> <laughs> so we could take the steak off you are a glorious ribeye steak honey and butter that thing up like take care of it the way you would want to enjoy it if you're vegan maybe you've got some jackfruit like maybe we tried this out you know <laughs> And it's, it's really in, it's all about the nervous system. Like mm -hmm. on a scientific level, our electrical system, our bundles of nerves, which is also known as our chakra system, right? These bundles of, of energy that are, you know, sending signals to our brain in every waking moment. And so it helps with the resting the integration process, which is really where your wisdom comes online. It's where the butter is the most flavor. It's your wisdom. Mm -hmm. And it's through using tools and practices that allow your system to go from sympathetic, which is your like uh, energy, high intense, which is great. Um, and also stress into parasympathetic, mm -hmm. that rest and digest. There's a reason it's rest and digest. We need space to digest our food. 
if we eat all the food in the world right now in this moment, we're going to be like so traumatized in our <laughs> belly, right? So we need that space to digest. So some of the tools that I use for myself and my clients, Co is now laying on us, is <laughs> yoga nidra, I would say is one of the number one tools that I have used that I have found in my process. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was, I was very much in my PTSD when I found this tool. And it was the one tool where it utilizes breath, body, and awareness techniques. So it's giving your brain a job. And I think that was my issue and a lot of my clients when they first start to meditate and drop into that. It's like, I can't, I'm thinking of my grocery list. I'm thinking of my to-do list. I'm thinking of all the things I need to do. Come here, buddy. <laughs> and with the yoga nidra meditation, it's giving your mind a job. So when it's giving your mind a job, it's saying, hey, rest, so that we can actually go into the infrastructure of the body, utilize our breath, which is actually giving energy to ourselves, and the way that we breathe, which is slow, slow, slow. We're deepening our inhale, expanding around the belly, and the exhale is an even longer, elongated exhale. And it takes a little bit of time, but with the cueing of yoga nidra, it's cueing different parts of your body, while you're breathing at this level. Mm. So it's giving your body space to digest your experience from the day. It's also creating almost like this tunnel to allow all the energy that you've consumed from yourself and other throughout the day to actually leave the system. Mm. And then you find yourself in this deep, relaxed state of being. And you can utilize that for a nap or you could do it falling asleep. And it just gives your body and your nervous system a chance to process it allows things to digest and process mm -hmm. and you wake up feeling a lot more energized yeah but again it's a practice mm -hmm. yeah that's because one thing if anyone's listening they're like okay cool i'll go do that like once no 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 <laughs> practice practice yeah, that goes practice. back to what we said earlier about this is a repeated yeah especially i feel like there are a lot of people who've been in that like fight or flight for a long time absolutely um i know years. me like it was my norm like i didn't even yeah. know that i was in it for 30 something years right. until my body my system basically forced me to slow down exactly. to like realize that like oh this isn't like that was a trauma response. This is yeah. not a normal thing. The body will speak loudly to us yes. until we listen. Yep. The body. Very much so. There's a book I highly recommend for anyone to Waking the Tiger by Peter, Peter Levine. Levine. Yep. And also the body keeps the score. That's I'm convinced everyone should read by the score. Um, that's my favorite book. Yes. Body really withholds everything we seek. And these folks give us so much. <laughs> Cole is very excited. Yeah, he did it. He's like, yeah, read it. <laughs> it really does. It really has all the unique answers. And to your point, I mean, I spent 25 years of my life in fight or flight from trauma that I had experienced at age two. I know mm -hmm. you had two as a baby, right? Yeah. And like most of us just don't even know. But what that might look like is for me, feeling like I was in fear everywhere I went. I was afraid of everything. If a cop pulled up next to me while I was driving, I did nothing instant reaction so it kind of feels like you are reacting to life yeah. all the time and it feels like you're being chased by a tiger all the time when your body's in fight flight freeze or fawn mm -hmm. so with these different practices somatic breath work 
twerking, shaking, <laughs> breathing, yeah. yoga nidra, working out, any practice that's going to allow you to get in your body is going to just start the process. And again, it's slow. Nature changes slowly, yeah. period. And our body is a nature. So interestingly enough, I didn't, I had zero intention of going this route at all with the podcast. But something that just came up as soon as you said twerking, I was like, <laughs> I want to dive in a little bit more about like, just how dance and like moving sacral energy can be healing. I feel like there's someone who needs to hear this right now. Yeah, totally. I love when those downloads come. I'm like, yeah, spirit. Um, yeah, so I grew up a dancer and I, because of the trauma and the things that I had experienced, I put a cap on my expression mm, because yeah. I did not. Who can relate to that? I feel like everyone listening to just raise their hands. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of just robs you from feeling joy in any yeah. experience. And when I was dancing, I was judging myself. I couldn't keep up. I couldn't remember the steps. I felt terrified. I was so afraid of judgment and how people saw me and how they were treating me. Um, and so, you know, a few years ago, not even, I'd say after I sat with medicine, I sat with ayahuasca twice. And this most recent time, almost a year ago, not even, I, I was like doing yoga and I was moving, but I wasn't dancing like I am now. And all I heard the spirit of ayahuasca say was, keep dancing, keep dancing, keep dancing, keep dancing. And I was like, all right, girl, got it. You know? <laughs> Thanks, mama. And when I came back, I started to dance again. And what I recognized that I had created more capacity in my body to actually enjoy moving mm. without judging myself. And that's yeah. really what these tools do. So, you know, I work with mostly women and it is my greatest pleasure to bring these practices to women, to allow for them to experience and remember that their body and their womanhood and their sensuality and their heroes is all within them. And it doesn't yeah. look like anyone else's. Yep. And it's not something to be shameful of. Because I think yeah. there are a lot of women that have been taught that oh, their heroes is shameful. Yeah. And eros and even sensuality, right? Like what I love most when I share my sensuality or I share me dancing is I am not doing it for any anybody or anyone, but for the purpose to express the energy that wants to be felt in my body. Yeah. Every woman deserves to feel desired by herself. Every woman deserves to feel pleasure in herself. Every woman deserves to be witnessed by other women and build, mm -hmm. rebuild sisterhood. That's another reason why Maria and I host Align and Allow Retreats is to be able to bring women together to release some of this pressure that's been in their body yeah. and experience safe relationships with women mm -hmm. and safe relationship with their body yeah. and their trust, which is here. And a lot of times it's not even sexual. Yep, exactly. Sensuality is the, the cosmic life force energy that is just all up inside of us. It's just yeah. constantly blooming. So it's very separate from I'm being sexual to I'm inside my body. And what I love most is the community and the dance and the dance community. Everyone is so encouraging of each other. Mm -hmm. Like you would go in these rooms and you have these experiences or come to an ecstatic dance with Maria and I, it's all about like, yes, shine yeah, more, 
louder express yourself and yeah. maybe that looks like you sitting in child pose because you're not ready yet yeah and you just you just put your third eye on mother earth and say like hold me and let her hold you I love that, that you brought that up because yeah. there are I can guarantee like help I'll take myself for example because I know there are people listening that can resonate with that being like a whole fuck Mm, like they heard that and they were just like like everything constricted inside of them because even five years ago that would have been me right because I wasn't ready yeah I was still at the point where I saw people dancing like I would have seen the videos or thirst trap photos or whatever the hell you want to call them on Instagram I would judge it yeah I would judge the hell out of it being like who Mm -hmm. does she think she is well exactly she's she's her like that's and now and I've I think I've recently Yes, go up. Uh, I think I recently posted a dance video that I didn't think anything of. I was like, like it was, you were there. It was one of the first times I really could actually drop into my body and not care what other people thought. This woman. And wasn't like worrying about what I looked like. I just danced to express. And I put that video online and the amount of love that I got and the amount of judgment that I got. I did a podcast actually on it. So Mm. if people haven't listened to it, I, it's a couple of episodes back. I think there's judgment is some word in the title. Mm -hmm. And I talked about how judgment is always self judgment. There's something that you can recognize in yourself that you are missing. Mm. It's really, it's not about the other person. It's about you. And so I think it's really important to flip that and realize exactly what you said like it's not sexual it's literally just i am deserving in my own body to feel pleasure to feel feel present yeah that's it like it's really just present present. exactly exactly those tools all these tools that we're talking about a tool's job is to shift our ways of presence you know and And like once you feel presence like you're talking about like how many women out there desire the kind of sisterhood that you're talking about and it's accessible to everybody yeah. i honestly think we get in our own damn way when we yep. look for it yeah yeah i love that you shared that a few things that i want to unpack that you so brilliantly said is you know for a long time my greatest fear was judgment and i still struggle with it absolutely it feels so vulnerable every time i share a part of my authentic self and that's because it's vulnerable and i choose to take courage in sharing it because it's not about me, it's about me. And maybe there's something that somebody sees or hears or views and it's like, okay, if if they now have permission because of what you shared, it's like, I can too. Yes. That's what we're doing this for. And with that being said, right? Like one of my mentors said to me, I can't find who said it and maybe it'll come to me, but he said, people judge what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. To understand something means you can, stand up tall and lift it above your head because you can hold it right when we're judging something it's because we haven't been there we have no idea how it works we're literally putting a perspective on what's happening based on our lens and our experience of our life and when we're doing that we're actually robbing from ourselves from an experience from a connection and it's not to shame ourselves it's to ask a question to our being oh shit i'm triggered by this Blue of Earth, I heard this in her podcast. She says, trust the trigger to teach by teach. And a lot of times, even when we shine, and I I received this a lot in in the past six months, is like when you really step into your authenticity, 
people are not going to like it. Yeah. And they will try to shame it. And it's really, if I don't separate myself from that and recognize that's not me, that's, that's not a part of myself. Mm -hmm. I take my power back and I give your power back to you because really the trigger that you're experiencing might actually be the thing to ask a question to your being that's going to unravel this trauma yeah. that's been stored inside of you that actually gives you the space to go, oh shit, I yeah. think I want to try this. Yeah. And it might be now, it might be down the road. Yeah. You never know. And if it doesn't, that's also fine. That's not yeah. on you. It's not your responsibility. Exactly. But I think that's for starters, anyone who like, like hit the rewind button <laughs> on that 30 second, like back loop on your, whatever podcast player you use and like, listen to that on repeat as many times as you need, because the more we shine our light, yeah, you are going to trigger people and you are going to give permission to so many people. Yeah. And that's like, I can speak for you personally. Like I know I have watched you step more into your power and shine your light more and the amount of people that you've positively impacted that even I've seen. And I can only imagine that as a small percentage of the impact that you've actually made just by stepping into your power and giving permission for other women to do the same. Which speaking of, let's <laughs> chat a little bit more about your retreat, which I'm going to be at. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a gift to have you. Like you're such a pillar. I'm so excited to have you yeah. and just like be in your presence with all of these women. Everybody coming is just so delicious. Um, but yes, align and allow. It's honestly something I'm so, so deeply proud of. Um, Maria and I have been best friends for over 20 years. We met through, <laughs> we met through dance, ironically. Mm -hmm. We were 11 and 12 years old. We were in competition together and we've been best friends ever since. And we decided in COVID to create this sacred space where women could come be themselves. And it was really like, you know, we found ourselves healing our traumas and teaching yoga, but I was feeling constricted. I was like, there's something else inside of me that is wanting to like bust open and feel more freedom and feel more connection, more aliveness. Mm -hmm. How do we create a space where women can come and it's not like, okay, we're just doing this and this today. And like, this is how we do everything. It's yeah. Like, nah, let's get freaky. Let's get, <laughs> I don't mean it. I don't mean like just wild letting your authentic raw wild spirit shine like all is welcome here yeah. and what I mean by that is like we're not coming here to be like let's just share all the good no like let's swamp it out mama Gina talks about swamping which is coming into a space and literally just speaking your truth exactly as it is mm -hmm. because what we recognize is the ooey gooey the swampy stuff that we're going through none of us are alone in and that's what a line and allow is about it's getting it out of our system in a safe that's the number one thing safe sacred container where all of us can nourish each other. And this, I have chills talking about it, but this aspect of what we've, what we've cultivated is bringing in these tools and these experiences to create that safety and allow these women on their own time to feel embodied in themselves, to feel safe to speak about their triggers. And when we do get in that place where we can start to release these stored, suppressed emotions, things that have been in our body for so long, this opening creates alignment. 
And I believe the greatest action is through ecstasy, right? If I'm acting through pressure, nothing really gets done. Mm-hmm. If I'm taking action through like this, like demanding, but kind of masculine sense, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. But when I take aligned action after I release, I now have space. And so bringing in these tools, shaking medicine, vocal activation, and bringing these into alignment. And then we have this beautiful workshop called Magic Wand, where we create, we create and manifest. What do we desire? Now, what do we want to put in? What do we want to feel? What do we want to share? And we do it together and this activation together and putting it out into the collective is like, yeah, sister, fuck yeah. Like I celebrate and then we celebrate each other. So I'm so uh, honored every woman that has come into this space because we've been able to over time allow it to evolve on its own mm-hmm. and it's created itself so if you feel called we yeah. do have some spaces left and we're so eager and excited to have you and we just know whoever is ready to come get activated baby like yeah. we're here to hold you lean more into your authenticity lean. Mm-hmm. authenticity why is that such a hard word to say authenticity <laughs> i know words are hard sometimes totally <laughs> the number of times i just make up words and just roll with it come on a man i'm my fiance will call me out on it so if that's he's like come again what, what just came out of your mouth i'm like you know what i said you're like you know what i meant so yeah. i'll figure it out yeah. <laughs> all right so september 20th yes. i will make sure the link is in the show notes so if you're like intrigued at all go check it out I know I have, I already have like a couple friends that in my journal, cause I do have a link for it in the journal and yeah. like the QR extra code. And my friend was like, Megan, I bought this, this journal of yours. And now I'm trying to like invest in this retreat. Like this person, I don't know who they are, but they look amazing. So yeah, I will put the link yeah. in the show notes. Definitely go check it out. I will also make sure Lindsay's page, um, her Instagram account is in there. She's just yeah, a, such a beautiful soul. To, to follow along. Okay. And I want to wrap up with a couple final questions. Okay. So this show is all about humanness and showing mm-hmm. all sides yeah. and maybe even like the fun, quirky sides. Like at the end of life, like it's not going to be the diplomas that you have on your wall. It's going to be like the little things. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's something, what's like a fun fact or a little thing about you that people may not know and they'll say that they really know you? I. I am so silly. Yeah. <laughs> I am like, I am so weird. Like my son and I have this thing where I tell him, I was like, honey, weird is like, you're half in your wisdom and you're half dumb. Right. So like, <laughs> it means that like we get to go out in the world with this like yeah. very like so much wonder and yeah. kid like and then we also have this wisdom but it's not all knowing and yeah it's also silly and quirky like i used to take life so serious so seriously and i'm just i'm so silly and i cuss a lot and i'm just so wild girl <laughs> and i'm not sorry about it so yeah you yeah. know, catch me laughing with somebody or come laugh with me. I'd love to tickle you and make your dreams come true. <laughs> this is probably, I probably somehow like recognize that in seven seconds. Like that's why I got drawn to you so fast. Like find your weird, find totally. your matching weird. Yep. <laughs> okay. Then the final question, mm-hmm. we, we, like, we touched on this very briefly, but 
what is the one thing that has contributed the most to you being able to break out of the expectations of others or maybe ones you put on yourself and lean more into Lindsay? There's two things that come to mind and it's, it's really just simple. And I'd say love, like unconditional, ratchet, deep, unwavering love. And do you mean love for others or love for self? Love for self. Yeah, because you cannot love anyone else unless you love yourself. And it's not just loving parts of you, it's loving all of you. The parts that feel shame, the parts that feel sadness, the parts that feel grief. The swampy parts. The swampy. Get in the swamp, girl. Sometimes yeah. you don't get the mud at the bottom and put it on your face and get a mask. Like, ah, it's good. It's good for yeah, skin. Yeah, it's right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. So un- unconditional, unwavering love and trust, you know, like, and, and, you know, those go hand in hand. But I'd say the number one thing is just like, you know, I don't know what the truth is. Bluebird says that. She says, I don't know what the truth is, but I know what unconditional love feels like. And that only came from loving my grief too. If anything, find it, stay, stay in your swamp, love on it and follow the whispers of the body. Yeah. Always. Even if it doesn't make sense. That's, that's actually where sidebar, that's where I'm at right now is the like trusting the whispers, even if it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Like to the point where actually tomorrow I have an appointment and I'm getting trust tattooed on my thumb. Let it go. Come through. Just so I can have the visual reminder of like, okay, chill. Yeah. Like you don't need the academic mind to turn on, mm. just trust. Mm-hmm. That's it. Trust yeah. Because the, the body's going to tell you. Yeah. That it is always so beautiful talking with you. <laughs> as we <laughs> For those that are like, what just happened? Like, I'm going to clip the video. We'll do it somewhere. We've got to play patty cake. It's fine. Um, back to the weird. Yep. <laughs> anyway, it's so beautiful always chatting with you. You are such a light. I love you so much. And I cannot wait. Like, listening, like, please go to the show notes. Go to her Instagram, go to the retreat page, peruse. Like, you're going to love her as much as I do. So, mm. Thank you. Thank you. I love being seen by you and witnessing you too, sister. I love you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. <laughs> stay weird. Yes, stay weird. <laughs> all right. High five for taking some time out of your day for yourself to listen to this episode. It is my hope that it makes you feel more seen and heard and understood because we are all human and being human is messy and imperfect and beautiful and you are beautiful. So if this resonated, it would mean the world to me if you shared it on social along with your biggest takeaway and then tag me at moveonthedaily and at human.onthedaily. Thank you so much and see you next time.